Another applause for Justin. Amazing, huh? He actually comes to us through uh, Patrick's show, Backstage.com, shameless plug. Um, He plays the lead in that show, so we're grateful to have him here. So speaking of Patrick, he uh, got me a birthday card, which I thought was confusing, so I wanted to share it with you, (laughs) just to see what you think. This is what it said. The greatest mistakes we humans make in our relationships, we listen half, understand quarter, think zero, and react double. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, so fun. Through your intention, you are here in this physical reality. Do you know that? You powerfully intended yourself here. You focused and you said yes with your whole self and then your being manifested itself in the here and now. It's amazing. Do you remember when that happened? I know you don't. Of course you don't. You don't have one memory of how intentional you were in being here, how intentional you were in picking the exact parents you picked, in picking the exact family system and community that you grew up in. You picked the exact perfect obstacles and opportunities. You picked the right skills and talents for yourself in this incarnation. You intended all of this to occur with such focus with such clarity to the minutest detail, and the universe replied, responded in its yes, and caused this experience to be made for you. Wayne Dyer says, all emanates from source. You're not this body and its accomplishments. You are the observer. Notice it all and be grateful for the abilities you've been given, the motivation to achieve and the stuff you've accumulated, but give all the credit to the power of intention which brought you into existence. Your intention brought you here. You didn't do the work that that needed to happen to, to bring you here. You didn't sit there and link all the cells of your body together to build your organs and your skin and your bones and your muscles. You didn't do that work. You didn't build this planet and this playground for which you to come. You set the intention and the law of creation activated by the law of intention set into motion and the intelligence within it made all of this happen. I want you to pause and hopefully be a little bit in awe of the fact that this whole physical experience was orchestrated by an invisible reality in back of all that was activated by your conscious choosing of it. Abraham Hicks says, if you have the ability to desire it, the universe has the ability to deliver it. You've just got to line up with what you want. Next part is important. Be as happy as you can be, as often as you can be there, and let everything else take care of itself. Let everything else take care of itself. You desire it, and the universe delivers it. Oh, my God, this is magnificent news, people. This deserves an amen. Amen.
thank you. Because there's so much magnificence that is working for you. There is so, there's like this ginormous, huge system, this, this, this intelligent computerized system, if you will, that's operating and organizing all of it, listening, listening, listening. And who is that which is inputting its direction? It is you yourself. In the reading that Tom Bob read, inherent in every intention and desire is the mechanics for its fulfillment. See, if you would believe this, if you would believe this, you would never have to struggle or suffer again. You would never work hard in the wrong way. You would never set yourself against the tide. If anything felt out of alignment or you were pushing too hard or struggling in a way that felt out of your joy space, you would immediately say, this is not, I'm I'm in the wrong zone. My job is to know and intend and feel the joy of it. Let the universe take care of the rest. You would never worry or fear. You would never force or coerce life to go in your favor because it is instantly and always designed like that to create knowing that the law of creation will take care of the how, when, and where, oh my God, that is like you are the lotto winner every single day. Every single day, you have won the lotto. You have been given all that you need. And yet if you're like me, you sure do go buy that ticket just in case something out there could help me a little bit. What do you desire to do, to have? What do you desire to be? Because that's the most important part. The beingness in back of the doing and the having is the motivational energy that makes the difference. Two people can manifest a house. Two people can manifest whatever they need in this world. But it is the essence behind it that is the causative nature, the intention set behind it. What is the vibration? That's what we want to be listening to. What do we want? What do we desire? And who do we want to be in relationship to that? That's the place. If we could spend more time and focused attention on who we want to be and what is the quality of life that we want to experience in back of it. That is the really deep spiritual work that moves us forward. You came here knowing that the law works. You did. You came here using it and understanding it. But somewhere along the way, we became seduced and we fell asleep inside of this playground, this system of humanity. We fell asleep to how it works. And then we started creating haphazardly and randomly. And things started feeling and looking confusing to you. Sometimes you'd have a really clear idea, but the next day you'd have an idea that sort of negated it or or thought maybe not possible. You see, the universe is always creating a stew. They're just creating all of your intentions and all of your goals and heart's desires get mixed and neutralized and organized together. So it becomes a confusing, chaotic life experience. Too much time spent in the um, mishap of creation, too much time spent in the confusion of creation starts to make us feel um, uh, dissatisfied. It starts to make us feel um, like we're not capable we start to lose our, our ability, or, or we start to lose our knowing that we know how to use this. 
we fall more and more asleep to it. And then when we have a desire or you have a goal, the, a part of you rises up and it goes, oh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. So even before taking a step, and you know what that's called really in the world of form? It's called getting old. It's called getting old. I mean, the body's going to get old and do what it's going to do. Life is going to do what it's going to do. But the spirit of who you are begins to get old when it forgets more and more and more how amazing you are and what's possible for you. It is the youthfulness of the child that has the world before them and can do and be anything that makes them so young and vibrant and bouncing through the street and playing and imagining, imagining and making it up. And as we get old, we lose that ability. And it becomes harder and harder for us to imagine. I did a long um, process with a coach last year, about six months of really deep, deep work in this area. And I was profoundly awakened to how much I had been slipping away from the part of me that absolutely knows that in every moment, it's a new opportunity. In every moment, I can begin again if I set my intention on it. Now, if we've fallen asleep, if we've gotten old to this ability, then when we have to use it, it's like you've got to build the muscle again. It's like if you haven't gone to the gym in three years, you might not have fun your first time there. I'm guessing. It might be a little challenging. It might be challenging for a while if you've not gone to the gym for three years and really let the body go. You'll have to spend a lot of time and energy, but eventually, if you stayed there, you would cross over, you would turn the corner to where everything started working and the body started getting it and you started feeling that youthfulness and you woke up with a different energy and you had all those things for you because you spent the time to get that back into your body. Same thing works with the power of intention and your ability to create the life that you desire, to feel that success, to feel that worthiness, to feel that magnificence. You have to keep working the muscle. You have to keep going for it. One of the ways that we do that is we choose to not live by accident or default, but to live by design. Not to live by accident or default. Because that's what takes us down. Living by design, taking the time to think about who you want to be. Here's what's happening, and I want you to get this, because this is important. Right in this moment, this day is not your present moment. You're looking at your past. Think of that for a moment. I mean, I know we're in the now moment in spirit. That's all well and good. Let's put that aside for a moment. Here, now, you're looking at what you thought about and what you intended in, in, the, in the days gone by, in the weeks, in the years behind you. You're sitting in this day is a, is a manifestation of what you thought previously. Now, what happens to us, we look at this day, we get seduced by it, we believe it, and that becomes our tomorrow. Do you get it? That's where it continues to cycle. Today I don't have any money, I'm broke. Well, that happened to you weeks ago. But you see it in the world of form, and in the density of form, it seems so much more real. And so you agree to it again, and then you agree to it again. So the real work is to rise up, acknowledge what is, don't be silly about it. Yeah, today I've created this. This is my experience. But what do I want to create for tomorrow? 
Who do I want to choose to be and think about? What is true about me right now that I can declare in this spiritual now moment? Because that is what will cause and shift and make the momentum start moving forward for you. Yes? So no matter where you're sitting in today, if it's not where you want to be, call it your yesterday. This experience is my yesterday. But what I'm going to choose to think about and know and build agreements around with my spiritual family, with my prayer partners, with my small group friends, what I'm going to choose to know and build is a new idea about what I'm really here for, what I'm really about. That's the place to pray, to play and pray. I meant to say play. I'm going to tell you a story. Well, first of all, I want to tell you the, the, the focus of um, a spiritual practice I want to talk about is goal setting. And I do consider a spiritual practice when it's done in an intentional way in alignment with your spirit. And many of you have heard this story. I know many of you have. It's a study that was conducted on students in 1979 in the Harvard Business School where they interviewed them, asking them who has goals and who has written them down. So according to the study, 3% of the students had clear goals and they had written them down. 13% had goals but hadn't written them down. 84% didn't have goals. They were just wandering. They showed up into the school and were just going to do whatever and let life take them where they went. Ten years later, they came back and they interviewed these people. The 13, is it the, let me see my numbers. The 13%, the 13% who had goals were earning on average twice as much as the 84% who didn't have goals. So the 13% who had goals but didn't write them down, they were earning twice as much as the 84%. The 3% that knew their goals and wrote them down were earning 10 times as much as the 97% combined. That 3% was earning 10 times more than all 97%. That's an amazing story, isn't it? That is an amazing research project that says to us the power of the mind to set intentions, to set goals, to make them tangible and alive. And there are three kinds of goals that I want to tell you about today. Because, and I learned this, and I think it's so important, it's so expanded me. The first goal is to be specific. When you have a specific goal. And there are times when a specific goal is really great. You know a great time to have a specific goal is to play with a car. That's why I always say, if you want a car, you can be as specific as you want to be. You can say the color. You can say the kind. You can say the model. You can tell them what kind of little bells and accoutrements you want inside of that car. You can design it exactly as you want it to be. You'll never lose with a car. Things of this world, things in the world of form, you can be specific and you can declare what you want. The next kind of goals are the general goals. And it's important to know when to use general goals. General goals are when you're looking for your lover. General goals are when you're looking for that wonderful job. General goals are when you're wanting to participate in relationship because you don't want to say, I want to have this partner and it's that person. You don't want to trap someone. You don't want to say specifically who it is. That would not be very fortunate for them, perhaps. (laughs) But in this area of life, in relational area of life, it's where you want to get the general goal of what do you want to feel like? 
What is, what is the essence of it? What are the qualities of the relationship? What are the qualities of the job that you're seeking? What are the qualities of the, of the well-being experience that you want to have in life? That's when you want to set your general goals because, because they create enough space where you create the vibration and the intention to draw it to you, but the specificity doesn't get so dense that you actually push away what you want. Because in that area, you want to trust this loving universe to bring you what is right, good, and true for you. Are you with me on that one? Awesome. So to your partners and your loved ones, tell them you generally chose them. All right? Set them free from any specific desires you are projecting onto them. Anything you specifically are wanting them to be. Let yourself and let them free. And let them generally flow into the vibration of what you're here for. The third goal, and this is your most important goal, your third goal, simply to feel good. I cannot stress that enough. To feel good is to feel God. There really is no difference. It is that simple. When you are in your feeling good, you are feeling your God. And when you are feeling good, you are energetically vibrating at a higher level that causes life to work in your favor. It's not... It's personal, and yet it's deeper than personal. It's the law that works. The person who's vibrating in struggle and strife and victim consciousness, the universe is still loving them. It's just meeting them where they are. Feeling good, choosing to feel good in the midst of everything that is occurring is profound spiritual practice. That is a master's um, program, kind of a spiritual practice, to choose to feel good. Now, this doesn't negate feeling the experience of life. You need to create a huge, expansive allowing so that feeling good can sit in the center of whatever's happening. I'm talking about the whole world can crumble around you, and you can go, wow, that's really intense. And another part of you is like, I wonder what I'll create next. I wonder what God is calling me to be here. I wonder what, 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 what is happening for me. These are the spiritual questions that keep us lifted because here is the deepest truth and we just need to get it. We can't apologize to the part of us that wants to feel sad and bad. The deepest truth of the matter is you are the vibration of feeling good and nothing that happens in this world, people coming and going, things coming and going, poor, rich, it doesn't matter. You, it's just a game like playing a, a, a board game on a table. That's all you're doing. So if you are disconnected or, 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 um, yeah, and, and living in the, in the essence of your being, you play the game with passion. You play the game with all that you are, but you never lose your sense of self and wholeness inside of the game. Are you with me? So there's two levels of intention setting. That's kind of the first level that I'm talking about, the way of the world, the things you want. What do you want to create? What does success look like for you? Get clear. What is it that you want to be? Who do you want to be in the world? Take some time to write that out. Take some time to be in relationship with that. Take some time to build a possibility partner. Work with a possibility partner where you talk about that, where you share just for a minute of time. Patrick and I do this once in a while. I'll say, tell me about your life. Tell me about your greatest life. And he'll close his eyes and he'll just tell me about how wonderful it is and what's working and imagine what it is. And I'll just listen and I'll hold the space of yes. And I'll say, that's awesome. It's like a minute long. And then he'll say, tell me about your life. 
and I'll do the same thing. And it lifts up the vibration. And then we, then we move on our day. Then we be about what we're here to do today. Build that vibration in the world of form. There's another deeper level of intention, and this is what I want to talk about because this is really what's exciting. You are wired with your soul's intention, and your soul's intention will not go off course. It will not and it cannot go off course. In fact, if you get a little bumped out of, if anything in this life says, oh, this is, this is where you're going to go, and it's off your soul's intention, you will say no. You will somehow, greater than yourself, say, I will not go down that road. It will just not work for you because there is an anchor. There is a solidness within you that knows that it knows and it will fulfill itself in this lifetime. It absolutely will. The joy of really being is if you can begin drilling down in your meditation and your prayer life and your listening life and your contemplation life to that aspect of yourself. If you really want to play a really awesome game, Get in touch with your soul's intention for being here. And then really surrender the rest of it. Let the rest of it go. You can still have preference. Don't worry about that. You can like what you like. You can love what you love. You can want what you want. But your interest will be much more drilled into what is my soul here to be, do, and express. And that, when, when you start to commune at that level of your being, it, you will discover a, a depth a depth of your being that is so rich and delicious. I, mean, I didn't even know this was here. And that's the part of you that effortlessly uses the law in your favor. When you're living in your soul's intention, you don't even have to figure out how to do what or where to go or what to. You, it's, it's, it, your soul's got that covered. It is, it is always sending out its pulse. And everywhere you go, It shall find its way to be. That's the other beautiful part. You no longer are concerned about why am I at this party when all the cool people are over at that party? Why am I doing this job when I should be doing that job? Why am I with this person when that, blah, blah, all that stuff that we do? You no longer play that game because your soul says, don't worry, baby, I got your back. I got your back, and everywhere you are, I will express Every room that you're in, every relationship that you're in, everything that's occurring, I will express your divinity. I will express it and share it. So I hope you're getting how much freedom you have in your life when you let your soul's intention for being here have its magnificent way. There are times when an intention is so powerful and so clear and it has you. And that is when the world of form, vision, and the soul's intention become one. A lot of it doesn't matter, you guys. I hate to say it, but like, and what I mean, like, what you buy, what you wear, all that stuff, it's just for fun. But, but there are things when you have an intention to write that book, to, to serve in that particular way, to build that nonprofit, to, to serve clients, to count, whatever it is, a way, and, and it's a giving of yourself to the world. That's the, that's, you, you know that by its nature. Its nature is to give itself to the world. But the vision that you see and your soul's intention are locked together, and that's when the mountains move. That's when things happen. And that's the story I always tell about this beloved community. That was my experience. And those are experiences you just, you can't plan. You can't plan, but all this work leads you to. But it was that moment of seeing, sensing, smelling, and absolutely knowing that this is what was going to occur. And having not one drop of doubt 
Not one drop of doubt. And the soul said yes, and the vision in my mind and form came together, and mountains move. Mountains move. It's a miraculous experience of grace. It is a, a miraculous experience of grace. There's another kind of a, a sillier story. Well, not a silly story that I tell sometimes. And it is when I first moved here to Chicago um, after undergrad, and I was here to be a performer and a dancer and, and, and that stuff. And I was in an acting class and that stuff, <laughs> which really meant I'll take a job, whatever it is. Um, but I was sitting in an acting class. And the teacher in all of his acting drama was standing on his soapbox telling us the tale of woe and how 99% of the actors will starve. And, and you'll do the, you have to do this for the art and be ready to suffer. And he was telling his story so dramatically. And everyone in the class was like, yeah. Because there was sort of an odd upside-down nobility around your artistic suffering. So he was playing into all of that. And I sat there. And a part of me, and I know this was my soul, it just said, no. 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 Now, I wasn't, I did not design, believe me, I of myself was just like the the 16 people in the class. They're sitting there listening. But something deeper rose up and said, that will not be my experience. I say no to that as my reality. And what unfolded for me over the next 15, 16 years was a really fun, cool career where I made my living doing that, living in the art, doing lots of arts, doing a lot of different projects, singing, dancing, directing, choreographing, spending my life there. And I credit a lot of it to the moment where my soul said, no, you cannot limit me and I will not agree to that story. You have that same no. You have that, and I want you to be listening for that. Because there's going to, if you're really connected, if things that are coming your way, now mine came through me kind of unconsciously, so thanks for the blessing. You've had those too, by the way. You're not sitting here in this room by mistake. You've had lots of, lots of no's that have got you safely here. But if you can listen and tune into that part, you'll begin hearing conversations that you've been hearing every day that you haven't been saying no to. And your soul will just rise up. And you don't have to do a thing. You can smile and nod and be polite. But your soul will rise up and say, no, not here. And that profound, that's what I want you to feel. That part of you that sets an intention, that moves mountains in amazing ways. And our deepest intention for being here in this community is very simply, and I love to say it this way, is to wake up. We're here to know God. Our intention is to know that place. And when I say God, to know that place of wholeness, to know that place of perfection, to be free of the egos, obsessions, anxieties, fears, and struggles, and to know so completely the magnificent life that you are. That is the intention of this community. And if you're here and you're coming back and you're being a part of it and you're showing up, that must be your intention. Because if it weren't, you'd walk away going, oh, those people, they sing a lot, they hug a lot, and they're weird. That's just what you would do. You would just leave making that story up. But if you continue to show up, what you can know and affirm is that you're here because you're ready to know the God of your being, not as this something that you hang out with or call to when you need help, but as a way of life. That's what we're here to do. We're here to do this individually. 
And we're here to do this collectively because when we start getting it on the collective level, which is happening, it is happening. We are getting it. If you could see yourself, this collective as a vibration, it's magnificent. It's magnificent. What this vibration is doing in the greater field of the of pure potentiality right now is magnificent. It is whippling vibrations out of wholeness, of possibility, of joy. And you're a part of that. You're a part of that. That is your soul's intention, to be a part of this vibration. And it feels good, doesn't it? Yes, and so it is. All right, let us pray. How about that? It's the next piece of this equation where we really can take all of this energy that's been swirling up around us and really anchor it 